everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Transform Your Confidence Show. I'm your host as usual, Raj Gurn. Before we kick things off, I'd love to get your support by asking you to subscribe to the Open Chess Confidence Academy on YouTube and on socials and to the Transform Your Confidence Show on podcast platforms because these are the ways that you can get free access to all episodes past and present. Now, if you're like me and you love a read, we also transcribe each episode to our blog, and this is the address, theopenchessconfidenceacademy.com forward slash media forward slash podcast. So go check that out also, because that's the one place where you don't have to kind of forward and rewind. You can just bookmark it and go back and, and, and get all the wisdom that we bring on with all our various guests. So with all that said, this week's focus is media and communications, where I'm pleased to welcome to the show my friend, Daryl Stinson, a TEDx speaker, the founder of Second Chance Athletes and a self-professed suicide survivor and mental health advocate. Daryl, he will be chatting with us today about creating your most powerful story for the win. I'm so glad to have you on, sweetheart. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Hey, I'm excited. It's going to be fire today. <laughs> it so is. And, you know, I want to kind of kick things off by, you know, like your your intro, your narrative begs like a huge explanation. I really feel that people need to get some context around your story. So let's start there, Daryl. Can you share some aspects of your life that have kind of gotten you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I grew up in a town called Jackson, Michigan, which no one usually knows where that's at. But I always tell people either, you know, Tony Dungy, who is from my hometown, or, you know, Detroit, which is about an hour and a half east of my hometown. And they say right. Jackson's just like a smaller inner city Detroit. And so, you know, I grew up in the streets and uh, I was actually in accelerated learning classes when I was younger because I was a very smart kid. And I found out that there was this rumor going around in school that I was a black kid that, quote unquote, talked and acted white. And Ooh. what that did for me is it created an insecurity around my voice. Mm. And I know that many of our listeners, uh, whether it was grade school or parents or when they got in college and had to present in front of a class, that they had people laugh at them because of the way that they talked or maybe their body image. And it created an insecurity around something that we do every single day, which is communicate to people. And so right. one of the ways that I covered up that insecurity is just by um, dedicating myself to sports and athletics, something I excelled at. And I ended up going to Central Michigan University on a full ride scholarship to play football and basketball. Only ended up playing football because they found out I was going to play my freshman year. So they were like, remember that basketball thing? Uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. And um, mm -hmm. uh, but it was it was good. Uh, I was fortunate enough to play for a. Uh, top 23 ranked team. Uh, many people know like Antonio Brown. He was my teammate. Uh, Eric Fisher, number one draft pick in 2013, I believe he was my teammate. And uh, we, we, we made some great plays and uh, had a great career there. Well, I had a back injury that took away my career. And mm. like this pandemic has done to many people, it was unexpected. I had put my eggs all in that basket I had did everything I was supposed to do to be successful. And because I came and squatted wrong, I just injured my back. And that was that was it. That was the end of my journey to the NFL. And so I didn't know how to deal with it. 
I didn't know who I was outside outside of sports. I didn't think anyone liked me besides my ability to be an athlete. And Mm. so I got suicidal and started to uh, mix my opioids with my alcohol and to just make some very dangerous attempts at suicide. And thankfully, I ended up in a psychiatric care facility in Detroit. And it was there. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I know. Right. Um, And my mother, my mother's the one who uh, escorted me there. So shout out to all the powerful women in the world. And uh, my mother is one of them. And and that was when I did a lot of inner healing. And that's where my my life changed uh, completely. Mm -hmm. I started to prioritize myself. I had hope for the first time. And I started to develop in the gift of communication because people knew I was an athlete and they were like, what happened to him? Where'd he go? And that's when I started to being, you know, prompted to share my story. And it was hard at first and challenging, but here I am today. Absolutely. And let's kind of fast forward. There's just so much to unpack with what you <laughs> talked about there. I feel like I've got to bring you on to talk about some of the things that you just talked about there, especially around this whole idea of perceived narrative versus, you know, mm. who you truly are, authentically speaking. There's this There's this line in the sand between who you know you are and who people perceive you to be, which Mm -hmm. is is a whole other episode that I think that you and I got to really tap into that one, because that's probably the most difficult challenge for most people to overcome. But since that's not the topic today, I'm going to keep us on point. This is what I want to do. Yeah, I want to fast forward to today. Yeah. Daryl, let's share with everyone watching, listening or reading this. Mm-hmm. What is it that you do today? Because there's a lot. And then I want to kind of bridge some of that gap between <laughs> yesterday and today. You know, the, the funny thing is, is I don't see it that way. I see it as very simple. I'm a okay. speaker and then I coach other speakers. <laughs> That's it in simplicity. Now, because I'm creative and because mm-hmm. I'm not traditional and because people can't put me in a box. They want to call me a a preacher. They want to call me a rapper. They want to call me motivational. They want to call me transformational. They want to say I'm a mental health expert. They want to say that I'm an athlete transition expert. They want to say that I'm a storytelling expert. These are their labels, their boxes that they put me in. I am a speaker who helps coach other speakers and specifically uh, high achieving speakers who are more concerned of who they become in the process of sharing their most powerful story. Mm-hmm. So that's a great segue into today's discussion, Daryl. So we're, you know, we're going to be talking about storytelling in today's episode. So I really did feel that sharing yours on some level would really set the perfect stage to delve into the learning part of today's show, which because your journey is hasn't been an easy one. And, and, you know, oftentimes people feel that if I have a challenge that's so large, that has taken me kind of to that point where at some point I didn't want to be here anymore. How do I come back from that? And then how do I, how do I create success around that? Right. And I feel that understanding how to do that and communicate it, which is something that, you, you know, you are very, very much an expert in, um, is something that I'd like to, to really focus on in today's show. It's something that so many of my clients grapple with and to have you here to chat about this, I think is really important. So before we actually, you know, move into the storytelling part of our conversation, I wanna ask you this, what's your personal definition of success? Let's start there. Mm. Mm. Self-expression. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, yeah. I was uh, part of a speaking competition of a, about a thousand speakers and I was, you know, probably mid career, uh, you know, I was good, but I wasn't as good as the other people. And long story short, I won the speaking competition. And wow. when I looked at the other videos, the, uh, the top, you know, 10 or whatever, and I saw how they presented and I saw myself, they had better points. They had better body language. They had better vocal dynamic range. They had better eye contact. They had better everything. But the one thing they didn't have that was better than me was the willingness to fully express themselves. Mm-hmm. So you want to be the best speaker in the world. You want to create a most powerful story. The most fully expressed person wins. Yes, that is the big statement. Can you just say that one more time for everyone? If you want to create the most powerful story, if you want to be one of the best speakers in the world, the most fully expressed person wins. Mm-hmm. That's the mic drop right there, guys. You can all go home. No, seriously, stick around. <laughs> stick around. We've got uh. so many more mic drops that are going to be coming. <laughs> let me let me take you in this direction, Daryl. Yeah. Changing the narrative of your story is one of the most difficult things to accomplish mm. in life, and you've done that, especially mm. if there's a ton to unpack, which you've mm. had, right? Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um if you were to encapsulate how you specifically transformed your life, I mean, maybe mm-hmm. the steps, maybe a mantra, maybe there's something that you just kept kind of going back to. Yeah. Can, can you share that with everyone? Yeah, absolutely. And, and it may be a little bit different than what people are used to, but um, I believe that I believe in divine orchestration. I believe mm-hmm. that life is always working for us. So mm-hmm. we talk about how do we change our lives? I believe that we, we flow and not force, which is contrary to what I learned as an elite athlete. Everything was about grinding and, and putting in all these hours and I'm all for work ethic. But yeah. if it's all about making our plans happen, what can, what can happen is that we, we lose the awareness of how life is unfolding before us. Mm-hmm. You think about how many times that you're you're building something and you get so busy doing things that you think you need to do that you miss out on transformative opportunities along the way. So one of the ways I changed my story is I started I, I, I stopped resisting what was unfolding in my life. OK, so I mentioned mm-hmm. in the beginning, a lot of people were saying, hey, what happened to you, Daryl? Uh, are you going to tell your story? And then I would be like, no, you know, I'm not a really good public speaker because I used to be so insecure in my ability to communicate that when people did icebreakers and I would fake like I had to go to the bathroom so that they would skip me and I wouldn't mm-hmm. have to speak in front of people. Mm-hmm. One of my first speeches, I actually recorded it on a, on a recording device put headphones underneath my shirt and left one earphone in to give the impression that I just forgot to take a headphone out. And then I hit play on the recording and started to recite what was on the recording. Mm -hmm. The problem was that I speak a lot faster than I had read my speech and I got off sync and I started to repeat sentences. That's where I came from. And so Mm -hmm. I resisted so much of speaking opportunities that were coming and my life started to change when I said, you know what? This keeps showing up in my life. People keep asking me to share. People keep saying I have a a story to share. People keep saying I can change lives and make an impact. Maybe I should follow that 
flow with that instead of trying to force my career and all these success and accolades that I was aiming to do. Mm-hmm. And the moment I started to do that, that's when the personal growth really started to be transformative. And I started to ex- experience the unexpected. Well, I just, it begs so many other questions, Daryl, but one that I specifically want to ask you, what is your most powerful story arc? Can you share that with everyone that kind of helped you win at the game of life? So many, right? That one's hard. That one's Mm -hmm. hard because there's so many moments and life is about ebbs and flows and I've got so many arcs. But I mean, mm-hmm. I, it, to me, it's really that 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 moment in that psychiatric care facility that I shared earlier, because, yeah. you know, everything from there started to 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 flow from that moment. Everything was every time I, I look at where I'm at today and I go, that was the moment a lot of things changed in my life. Mm-hmm. That was the moment that made me who I am today, because I made a decision that since I survived suicide. And I was living the life that I tried to end, that I was going to make every day count. Mm -hmm. And it speaks to the power of a decision. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, that decision can take you on multiple journeys. How, like, this is a bit of a, um, an aside, but I want to ask you, how do you specifically make decisions? Like, how do you know that the decision you're making is the one that's right for you in that given moment? Does it feel right? Mm-hmm. The gut, right? The gut, the intuition, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The things that I know. Uh, and if I had to add one more thing, it, I do have a, a, a solid relationship network and I do bounce ideas off of them. And mm-hmm. the, the key, though, is, is that it's people who love me enough to tell me when my breath stinks. So you know, these are not people who are just going to tell me everything that I want to hear. These are people who are going to tell me what I need to hear, even when I don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, it's so good. Like it just happened to me yesterday. Um, they, they, they challenged me to like uh, reach my highest revenue goal in business. And I tried to say, well, I'm not focused on that. I'm just focused on the impact. And I got this project and this and that. And they were like, that's BS, Daryl. That's BS. Like, like, come on, man. Like, like how much are you going to serve this month? Mm. Because the more you serve, the more you're going to attract in wealth. Yes. And it is that way around. It is. It mm-hmm. is. And I was, I was making up excuses. And I know I say it to other people, but that's why we need coaches. We do. Absolutely. It is hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle. So oh my we need God. people who love us enough love to tell us what we need to hear. I love that. Can you say that again? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Can you say that again? Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle. So you need people who can see you for who you really are and not for who you think you are or not who you are trapped in. Because we have a tendency like success is one of the greatest uh, challenges to more success. You know, I learned this in sports. You win a game, you get all happy and the coach is like, all right, on to the next one. And the players are still talking about the last game. It's like, no, fresh slate, new team. And, and oftentimes in business and in life, when we hit success, we're like, okay, cool. I arrived, I achieved this goal, coast. And we think that we're coasting, but there's only forward or backwards progression. Mm-hmm. If you don't use it, you lose it. And so yeah. to continue to move forward, set higher goals, to stretch yourselves, we're all about evolving. You know, when's the last time you went out and failed at something? One of my mentors told me that, Daryl, if you're not failing, it's because you're not trying anything new. 
Mm-hmm. I, I, I can attest to that. That is totally me. I'm always putting my, um, you know, big toe into the hottest water because I want to figure out, you know, how how best to survive in a, an environment that's not comfortable because it's the uncomfortable moments in life that really help you stretch. And that stretch is what creates, you know, you get the pain from that stretch that will then right. take you to growth. And that growth is the transformation that's going to change your life. It really, really is. I want to ask you this, um, just because I feel that this is a great kind of moment to, you know, figure out, you know, the story piece and how it can kind of translate over into creating authority for your brand, be it personal or be it a you know corporate brand. It's really fascinating to me, Daryl, that you've gone from str- struggling through your own narrative and your story and then being really clear on who you were meant to be and winning at that. And now here you are, you're helping so many other people go through the same journey. So I, I want to ask you this. Can you share why storytelling specifically is so important to building brand? Ooh, that's good. Ooh, mm. You spent all, all day there. And, and, and by the way, my degrees in integrated public relation, I worked in higher education marketing. I won some awards there. And then I launched out and did my own marketing consulting company where all I did was teach people the four C's of marketing and then partner with all these brand experts and, and to help people just take it to the next level. So I love talking branding and marketing and storytelling because it's so it. important. So uh, think about this. Uh, try to sell me something without telling me a story. And then try to tell me something while telling me a story and see which one works better. Mm-hmm. Story creates the connection. Mm-hmm. You see, our brain waves when we, and this is one of the things I love about TEDx is, is, is I, I, I'm all for professional speaking. I am one. I got three points and a call to action and my lead magnets and all that stuff. But TED is about ideas worth spreading and mm-hmm. an idea uh, when you study the, the neurology behind it, when you are sharing an idea, what is happening is the same waves that you that 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 formulates that idea in your mind is formulating in the other person's mind. So literally at one point when you clearly convey your idea or your business vision or your organizational values, when you clearly explain it in a compelling way, what happens is those same patterns form in the audience's brain and mm-hmm. now you're connected. That's why when you hear a great story, it isn't just the presentation style. It's the it's the fact that we feel like we're on the same wavelength. I feel like right. I've known you my entire life. Right. It's storytelling and it's steeped in our ancestry. The way that we passed on languages, the way that we established cultures is through storytelling. And so it is embedded in our subconscious. So when you master this, it helps you to connect with people on the deepest level. That's why it's important. The better you get at telling stories, the better you're going to get at building business. Absolutely. And, you know, you you just said it right then to encapsulate it for anyone out there. uh, It really is as simple as this. Storytelling, the process of it helps you humanize Mm-hmm. what it is that you're selling, whatever that value proposition is, um, or, or that you're sharing on some mm-hmm. level, because, you know, you need to take people on some sort of a trip 
to bring them to where you're at, right? Mm -hmm. It's such a really important thing to do. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you've learned um, along your road to storytelling. Can you break down the storytelling process for us, Daryl, a bit? Just all those people watching, listening, and reading this, we all hear about storytelling in branding, storytelling in business, in creating authority. But how many of us actually do it right and, and understand what that right is? Yeah. Can you share maybe some core ingredients yeah. that would help people, you know, really nail telling a compelling story that will help humanize? Yeah. And, and that it's that humanized piece that helps us create connection between someone we don't know and we don't care about, mm -hmm. selling something that we need, but are they the right person to sell it? Mm -hmm. And to actually nail that story every time, like give us a couple of tips from your wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing is, is clarity. You ever hear someone tell a story and it's like, where is, where is this going? Like, I don't understand. Mm -hmm. I'm getting lost. And, and part of the reason is because people will just start talking and they don't really know where they're headed. They don't really mm -hmm. know what their end goal is. So, you know, one of the simplest ways to gain clarity is to ask the three questions is what do I want people to know? What do I want people to feel? And what do I want people to do? Mm. What do I want people to know takes care of the mind. Okay. What I want people to feel takes care of the emotion. What do I want people to do takes care of the transformation, the result that we're looking for. Right. So every time if you're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know which to share. Ask yourself those three questions. It's going to help you bring strategic clarity to what you're saying to start to formulate your message, whether that is a branding message, a website page, or public speaking. Always ask yourself those three questions. Absolutely. I completely agree with everything that you just said there. And it really, it really is that simple. It is funny because, you know, in life, in business, in relationships, I feel that oftentimes, Daryl, we work so much harder than we actually need to work because we tend to go down these rabbit holes that are never ending mm -hmm. rather than to stay in the focus mm -hmm. of the flow of the moment mm -hmm. that is going to help you actually simplify yeah. getting to your end goal. Yes. And that's what I'm hearing you say in multiple different ways as we're yeah. journeying through this conversation together. Is there anything you want to add to that? Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, I thought about uh, doing something special for you because I love you. And oh, I was like, you know babe. what? I've got this uh, unique. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm an elite athlete. Okay. And so everything I do, I just want to, I want to do at the highest level. And one of the ways to, to do everything at the highest level is to study people who are at the highest level. Mm -hmm. So when I first uh, got into the speaking industry and more so got serious about it, what I did was I researched all the top speakers, not just their messages, but their business models, how, their journeys, their stories. I mean, everything, hours and hours of research. And mm -hmm. I came up with uh, what was a new framework for storytelling called the, the standout story. And okay. I noticed that all of the top level speakers have a standout story. And I trained some NSA uh, national speakers association groups on this method. And they started to like transform. It was very easy. And I love the hero's journey and I love walking people through it, but the standout story is only four phases versus like seven, which is the hero's journey, depending on which mm -hmm. version you use. Right. And so I'm going to give away that PDF to your group and anyone who fills it out and sends it to me, I will give them like, I don't know, like a five, 10 minute, like loom video where just coaching them on their stories. And here's why. 
I love this. I believe that there's people that Raj can reach an impact that Daryl never will. Everyone's stories matters. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to drill this point home and say this here. I am, uh, 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 I was going to say the top speaker, but I'm probably not the top yet. I will be. I'm a leading speaker. Okay. Yes. I've, I've spoken on crazy stages connected with a, a ton of people. I've got best-selling books, all this stuff. My mother doesn't have any of it. Probably never will. But it was my mother who threw herself on the hood of my car when I was going to attempt my last suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Her story matters. It's not about always being this big, huge brand. And if you want to be that cool, please do. The world mm-hmm. needs your voice. But whether you want a big, huge public platform with hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, or you're just a stay-at-home mom or dad, and, and all you do is share your story with your children, your story matters. And this framework is going to help you to connect deeply. That's why yes. I want to help people. So anyways, I'll give you a link so you can fill out. It's really simple. It's like just fill in the blanks and then I'll provide people feedback. Um, the last thing I yes, say, please. I know. And before, yeah, actually, before, before you say your last thing, guys, yeah. um, if you know, wherever you are listening, watching, reading this, make sure that you check the um, captions where this is posted, because that's where it will be, um, you know, placed in the comments. So just please, please, please look out for what Daryl just said there. Daryl, um, please, your last, your, the last thing you were going to share. I just wanted to put Love that it. out okay. there for everyone. So, when I was trying to grow in public speaking, I joined a, a university class where I was uh, public speaking, COM 357 is what they called it. And then I did Toastmasters and of course, National Speakers Associations. And then I you know, hired coaches, learned from John Maxwell and Eric Thomas and Les Brown and all these people. And one of the things that when people try to become a better speaker, they try to master the mechanics of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they want the mechanics to be perfect. They want their posture to be perfect. All these things matter. Or they try to dial in the message really, really good. Okay. So they want to, when I say the message, I mean the hero's journey. I mean, the framework I just shared, like if I get that perfect, then I, then I'll be an amazing communicator through Mm -hmm. mechanics and through message. But here's the secret. Okay. The messenger is always more important than the mechanics and the message. There's the secret source right there. And we forget about the messenger. Mm -hmm. So One of the things I tell people is that you cannot learn to ride a bike by reading a book. And most people will try to learn to be a great public speaker by reading a book. Right. Les Brown taught me that speakers speak. The only way for you to grow is to get out there and to continue to get those reps in. Share your story. I I remember doing speeches in a two-bedroom apartment for recovering addicts where there was mattresses, like four mattresses in a two-bedroom apartment. And here I am sharing a message of hope, sharing a message of inspiration, telling them the stuff I'm telling you. I got my reps in. Yes. And that's how I found my flow. That's how I found my rhythm. That's how I got connected with my body because I was actually doing the thing, not reading about the thing that I'll be doing. (laughs) Exactly. I love that. (laughs) So that's another mic drop right there, my friend. You know, Daryl, for those people still not convinced about the power of telling a compelling story to feed their bottom line, that bottom line could be revenue, it could be convincing their kid of something and everything in between. What would you say to them? 
be the help you wish you had. All of us go through challenges in life, ebbs and flows. And we always wish that someone understood us on the deepest level and loved us enough to guide us towards our goals. Mm-hmm. You can be that person in someone else's life. You don't have to have a huge overcoming 18 accounts of trauma story. You can have a perfect life, but there still are lessons mm-hmm. that you've learned along the way that can help somebody else. And you never know who you might impact. Because I'm a storyteller, I'll tell you another quick story. Yes. Everyone was telling me this. I was kind of tiptoeing as a speaker. You know, I wasn't really doing any promotion because I didn't want to get discovered because I was still battling insecurity. Mm -hmm. So much of my speaking was still about me receiving validation versus giving validation. Everything changed when I went to a youth conference. It was a sports camp. And I go there, I share my story, and there's a line of people at the end waiting to, to greet me. And at the end of the line, there's this 14-year-old girl. She's still in her, her soccer equipment, and she comes up to me, and she's shaking. She has tears down her face. She has this wristband on her wrist, and she pulls open the wristband, and she said, my parents dropped me off at an orphanage last year for no reason. And I've been cutting myself to deal with the pain. I didn't think that I was worthy of love. And there was something about hearing your story today and you sharing vulnerably that gave me the strength to come out about my own. Mm-hmm. There it the is moment, right there. That was the moment that I realized that public speaking is not about being impressive. Public speaking is about being impactful. Right. So will you be impactful? Will you choose to join us on this journey of showing up powerfully and vulnerably? Because your story matters. Mm -hmm. And people need to learn the lessons that have come from your losses. Don't keep them to yourself. Right. Share them. That's how we evolve. Absolutely, Daryl. God, so much to impact. There's so much, you know, in you know our conversation today that just begs so many things in regards to, you know, on a personal level to just sit there with. You know, some of the th- stuff that you've been talking about with me here is very much kind of in yogic philosophy because, you know, we talk about the mind, we talk about the heart, we talk about the body, you know, the mm-hmm. physicality, and then we talk about the energy field, the energy that we create. There's four, you know, powerful, um, you know, elements that make us human. Mm-hmm. And when we are able to make all four of them work together, that's when we've reached nirvana. Mm-hmm. And, and really, and, right? And one way, you know, from my perspective to reach nirvana is to sometimes understand what you represent what is your narrative who are you the storytelling process you know i really agree with what you're saying here that maybe it might be a, you know you being able to tell a very very compelling story to you know 
a child or to your friend, or maybe it is that you're saying it to 25,000 people in an auditorium because you want to sell them on a value proposition that you feel is going to help them transform their lives or anything in between. I really want to, I want to close our conversation off, sadly, which again means that we have to have you come back on and, and delve deeper Absolutely. in some of the things that you spoke about there. Because there's many things that you spoke about that are all their own show. So we're definitely <laughs> going to have you come back on for that. But, yeah. you know, but before, before we let you go, I want to give people the opportunity, Daryl, that if, you know, if they want to learn you know, all of these different ways to be able to hone in the 360-degree version of who they are and to be able to communicate that um, on, you know, as, as telling, you know, the story that they need to tell, the story that is in them, the story that is them. Mm. How do they get a hold of you, my darling? Reach out to me uh, at Stinson Speaks on all of my social platforms or shoot me an email, Daryl at DarylStinson.com. I'll be happy to connect. Can I, can I just close off by asking you one thing? Yeah. Is there anything at all that you feel that I've missed or I haven't asked that you feel that people need to know before we close out? No, you, you've done a great job, but I will uh, add a closing remark. And that's if you're listening to this and you don't have a speaking coach or a storytelling coach, uh, reach out to me or find one uh, mm -hmm. because your story deserves the investment. And when we pay, we pay attention. Mm -hmm. And that investment in your story is an investment to yourself. And it'd be the greatest investment you ever made. I absolutely agree with you, Daryl. What an absolute pleasure to have you on with all the incredible value that you brought today. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Love you, my friend. I love you too, sweetheart. Guys, I really hope that you got some real value from today's show and that you'll share what you learned here today because, you know, there's someone out there in your wheelhouse, in your network base, maybe as close to home or it could be in you know, the wider network that you have that really needs to sit with some of the things that we talked about today and to help them on any level that makes sense for them at this moment in time. I also hope that you'll subscribe to my YouTube channel, the Open Chess Confidence Academy, to our podcast platforms where I just want you to search the show that transform your confidence show. And of course, if you're a reader like me, I said it off the top, I'm going to say it again, go to my website at theopenchessconfidenceacademy.com forward slash media forward slash podcast. And I'll see you next week, guys, with another episode that I feel that you're going to love. This time it's going to be on branding and marketing. Until then, Take care of yourselves, guys. Thank you so much for staying till the end. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Before you leave, I would love for your support by subscribing to my show and letting everyone you know know about it and have them come take a listen. I would sincerely appreciate you joining me at LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Search Raj Gurn and the Open Chess Confidence Academy. Until next week, I hope you continue to cultivate your own ecosystem so that everyone in and around it is empowered by your mission to elevate them all. See you next week.